Teal Talk Radio, Season 7, Episode 19. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 19 of TL Talk Radio. I'm Lynn Funy-Hatton. And I'm Randy Ziegenfuss. Today, we're speaking with Jennifer Fulkenroth, National Senior Director at the American Lung Association. In her role, Jen leads tobacco programming efforts through a comprehensive multi-pronged approach of education, awareness, behavior modification, community mobilization, systems change, advocacy, and research. Jen brings with her 16 years of experience in tobacco and nicotine dependence treatment and cessation programming in both clinical and community settings. So welcome to our podcast, Jen. Thank you so much, Lynn and Randy. I really appreciate you having us on. Yeah, so let's get our conversation started this morning with a personal story about how you became interested in public health and the American Lung Association. Yeah, so like many individuals out there, uh, I grew up in a smoker's household and began smoking cigarettes at a very young age of, of 12 years old. It evolved into a pack a day dependency all the way through my middle school, high school and college years. And in my early twenties, I was diagnosed with cervical cancer and had to quit tobacco use in order to get the surgery. Yeah, at that time, quitting was the most difficult thing I had ever gone through. And unfortunately, um, I did it very much alone. Uh, so that was kind of a turning point for me in knowing it was time to alter my career path, understand the science behind nicotine addiction, and become an advocate to support others along their journey to freedom from the dependency of nicotine. Wow. So very personal connections for you. Yeah. And isn't it interesting? So I grew up in a smoker's household as well. My father was a heavy smoker and I often I was wondering like, what did I smell like going to school? But it Constant. was, it was just such an acceptable thing. Like people did it, it far more than they do today, but we still have problems and challenges. And one of those things is that particularly impacts our kids, which we want to focus on today is this uh, idea of vaping. So tell, talk to us a little bit about vaping. What is it and why is it such a danger, particularly for our youth? Vaping involves the use of electronic cigarettes or e-cigarettes. E-cigarettes are tobacco products and they've been sold here in the United States for about a decade now. They include e-pens, e-pipes, e-hookahs, e-cigars, jewels, vape, vape pens. Uh, there's a variety of different terminology out there, uh, but don't let it fool you. They are all tobacco products. Uh, e-cigarettes are the most commonly used tobacco product among kids, and it's become an epidemic. While much really remains to be determined about the lasting health consequences of e-cigarettes, still lots of research that needs to be done. Um, there's evolving evidence about the health risks of e-cigarettes on the lungs in particular, including irreversible lung damage and lung disease. For youth, this can be really critical in the health complications that that they're experiencing and what we see in the long term um, as we move forward generation to generation. E-cigarettes contain chemicals that cause irreversible lung damage and really alter 
13 brains. We know that they are still developing all the way up through 25 years old. Um, so this is an incredibly vulnerable age to be messing with the chemistry in the brain and, and altering that dynamic with nicotine use. E-cigarettes contain harmful chemicals such as formaldehyde, uh, which is known to cause cancer, and acrolein, which we know causes irreversible lung damage. Nicotine is also extremely addictive, and exposure during adolescence really alters that developing brain and sets the stage for a lifelong of, you know, nicotine dependency. Youth who use e-cigarettes, we also know now, are more likely to use traditional cigarettes. So this very much is um, becoming a gateway um, to, to other tobacco products. In the short term, e-cigarette aerosol can irritate their lungs, their throat, their eyes, and really make them more susceptible to illnesses, colds, flus, um, just really impacting that immune system uh, and ability to fight infection. The number of middle school and high school students using e-cigarettes further increased. So just last year, let's take a look at 2019, 5.4 million middle school and high school students have used e-cigarettes. So, you know, of course, this is what prompted uh, the U.S. Surgeon General to um, come out and say, hey, this youth vaping is now officially an epidemic here in the United States and, and right here in Pennsylvania. In fact, 8,000 youth begin vaping every single day. So today, 8,000 kids across the United States will try an e-cigarette or vaping product for their first mm -hmm. time. Um, so this is a critical uh, issue that we must address. Wow, 8,000 in a day, that's, <laughs> that's pretty overwhelming, pretty daunting. It's heartbreaking, um, particularly knowing, um, you know, with, with these products as well, a lot of times the nicotine concentration that is stated on the label we're finding through research is in fact uh, much more concentrated, a much higher level of nicotine um, than, than any other traditional tobacco product that, that you know, any of us um, could use. So the fact that this is so popular among our teens of today um, and that these, you know, levels of toxins and nicotine that they're taking in through these products is through the roof um, and not even as labeled. Um, it, it's incredibly scary. Mm -hmm. And certainly provides um, relevance for why the American Lung Association launched an initiative to end the youth vaping epidemic on September 1st of this year. Uh, with an integrated and multi-component approach to support our schools and families and students and um, you know also parents who are dealing with these choices that kids are making. So talk to us a little bit about uh, that initiative of the ALA. Yes, thank you so much for the opportunity to share a little bit more about um, some of our newest campaigns. Uh, we have been uh, on the front lines ready to fight um, against this, this epidemic. Uh, the goal of the campaign 
falls under one of American Lung Association's mission focal points to decrease youth e-cigarette prevalence by 15% by 2025. Now, of course, an incredibly lofty goal, um, considering the, uh, the, the popularity of use of these products. Um, as you mentioned, September 1st, the Lung Association launched the Ending the Epidemic uh, campaign. And this new initiative really encompasses education, advocacy, and research directly focused on vaping specifically um, and has four different components. So the first component is a public awareness campaign with the Ad Council. It's called Get Your Head Out of the Cloud. So you may be seeing billboards um, throughout the state or um, uh, through social media. Get Your Head Out of the Clouds really is intended to equip parents with the facts about e-cigarettes and help to support conversations between the parent and child um, and or teen um, about why to never start vaping or to help navigate them towards cessation if in fact they find that their, their kids are using. The second component, Vape Free Schools Initiative, this really was implemented to help educators address the surge of youth vaping. So between alternatives to suspension programs, uh, voluntary youth cessation programs, as well as policy work to make sure that school campus policies are um, comprehensive, not just punitive, but really providing um, the education and, and tools needed um, to help teens break the dependency early on. A targeted advocacy plan to implement e-cigarette policies at local, state, and federal levels. And then the fourth component, $2 million invested in research to really understand the effects of vaping on these developing lungs. So four, four very strong components in the current campaign. So most of our listeners are educators, uh, school leaders, and this is clearly uh, a challenge for us. Uh, in our schools, even during a, a pandemic when kids are, are in front of us on a hybrid kind of learning plan. I'm curious, does the ALA know what are sort of the root causes that are driving kids to this kind of behavior? What, what could we be doing differently that, that can sort of modify those root causes? Yeah, so one of the one, one of the largest drivers really in fact is the fruit flavors. So if you take a look at some of these vaping products and uh, e-cigarette products, you're going to notice flavors such as um, candy flavors, uh, cereal, kid cereal flavors, um, flavors that an adult really would not be drawn towards, but that our youth are. So removal of the flavors, flavor bans, really looking at the local, state, uh, and nationwide policies that could be implemented to remove these flavors um, that are enticing uh, to youth would make a significant impact. Um, in addition, uh, you know, a, a lot of teens state that they are um, using these products because they have a huge misconception that they even contain nicotine or even harmful on their body um, and their development of their brains. So many of them feel that it's just simple water vapor that they are inhaling. Uh, unfortunately, that is 
not the case whatsoever. Um, there are thousands of toxic chemicals and poisons as well as nicotine, um, even traces of nicotine found in those uh, vaping devices that claim to be zero milligram nicotine. We are in fact finding through testing uh, traces of nicotine in those products. So um, I think really educating teens on what are in these products the lifelong dependency that they really are setting themselves up for when continuing and also providing them with the skill set to help manage stress, um, uh, navigate, um, you know, the, the challenges of, of, of a COVID world, um, you know, uh, in providing really those uh, management techniques, uh, skill setting. These are the components that they can then use to really follow through with making the behavior modification and change that's so necessary. But if, if they don't have a clear understanding of the harm and they have a lower harm perception of these products, nothing's really going to, you know, in, encourage them to, to make the change. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like part of it is marketing companies mm -hmm. um, are marketing intentionally for a younger audience almost making it the way you describe it, almost making it sound like it's candy or some sort of sweet kind of thing that I want to indulge in. Uh, and then the second thing is really that um, emotional, social, getting understanding our kids better, understanding what are the challenges they're experiencing and helping them make better choices uh, in terms of, of dealing with those stressors. So don't choose the e-cigarette, choose something else. Yes, for sure. I, you know, when it when it comes to working with teens, and I know through through a variety of our different campaigns, we have some key talking points uh, through a website, uh, lung.org forward slash e-cigs, to really help a variety of different audiences have the conversation with the teen, but informed and engaged parents that are invested and open to having the conversation with their teens um, comes first and foremost. Um, and really making sure that uh, we're, we're starting at home. It's one thing for, um, you know, schools, educators, um, your, you know, the, the actual public health benefit to your student body um, is your priority. However, if it's not reinforced at home and parents are not having these conversations uh, with, with their kids, um, we're, we're really going to be missing the mark. And unfortunately, we're going to have um, a, another generation of addicted, um, addicted youth. So what else can you tell us about the American Lung Association's vape? free school initiatives and how schools can get involved if, if they're interested in um, learning more. To help schools navigate the vaping public health emergency with tools to protect supporting students by, you know, um, helping them with education, uh, awareness, behavior modification. We invite all schools nationwide to become a recognized member of the American Lung Association's Vape Free Schools Initiative. And this acknowledges that your school is a leader in supporting students impacted by youth vaping, offering education, cessation, and support. To become a member of this initiative, uh, one or more school personnel um, would, would wanna do the following. So first, schools must designate a person to complete the in-depth 
facilitator training uh, to offer an educational program that is an alternative to suspension or citation program for teens using tobacco products. INDEPT itself stands for Intervention for Nicotine Dependence Education Prevention Tobacco and Health. And it's forward thinking alternative to suspension program really hits home with e-cigarettes and vaping products um, that, that teens are using today. In-depth addresses the teen vaping epidemic in a more supportive way and is taught by a trained adult, either one-on-one -on -one or in a group setting. Secondly, uh, the staff would want to complete the NOT facilitator training um, to offer students the Lung Association's evidence-based tobacco cessation program. NOT, N-O-T, stands for Not on Tobacco, and it's an interactive in-person or virtual now um, a program that gives students the help that, that they really need to break the addiction to vaping, smoking, or chewing tobacco products. It's designed for teens, and it addresses the issues that are important to them and really helps them to find healthier ways of dealing with the issues specific to, to, to them. And third, um, the staff would want to complete a session on reviewing their school's tobacco-free policy and conduct a tobacco-free policy assessment. Uh, this assessment really helps schools to recognize that tobacco products, including e-cigarettes, are a health and safety and environmental hazard in the school. And with a comprehensive policy in place, schools are protecting the health and safety of their students, employees, and visitors. So the Vape Free Schools Initiative really packages some of the most important and evidence-based programs that the Lung Association has to offer into one um, set to really hit home um, and uh, help address ending the youth vaping epidemic for good. Now, are there costs associated with um, schools participating and having uh, the trainers and facilitators trained, I should say? It's an excellent question as well. So um, the, the in-depth uh, alternative suspension program is available at no cost. The policy assessment also available at no cost. The only component to the entire uh, Vape Free Schools initiative that does have a cost associated is the Not on Tobacco Voluntary Cessation Program Facilitator Certification. This is a three-year certification uh, and does work directly with behavior modification. The cost of that is $400, but I'm happy to say that the Pennsylvania Department of Health um, has awarded a variety of different grants throughout the state of Pennsylvania to support schools, schools administration in receiving this training and having it covered through those grant dollars. Um, so here in Pennsylvania, uh, you can reach out to the American Lung Association and we can connect you with those funds to ensure um, that, that you're equipped to address the vaping epidemic at your schools, uh, but without having um, to worry about uh, budgeting any dollars to do so. Excellent, great. Well, thank you so much for sharing about those, those resources designed to support families and also schools um, in a connected community. All right, last uh, question here before we invite you to share what you're working on next at the American Lung Association. And uh, we have a couple of rapid response questions. And the purpose of these questions is just to get some more uh, resources to share with our listeners. Are you ready? I'm ready. I love it. <laughs> okay. Who's one expert our listeners should connect with to learn more about vaping and the e-cigarette epidemic? 
One of my favorite researchers that I follow is Nancy Rigotti. Uh, she's the Director of Tobacco Research and Treatment Center at uh, Massachusetts General Hospital and is a member uh, lead of American College of Physicians. Um, she's wonderful. So Nancy Rigotti. All right, excellent. How about if you were recommending a book to our listeners, what might that book be? by far, uh, it would be building motivational interviewing skills. I will tell you that motivational interviewing is one of the best skill sets that I've come across over the years. Uh, it is a skill set that will become a lifeline in both your personal and professional lives. It works with youth. It works with spouses. <laughs> it works with <laughs> professionals. Uh, motivational interviewing, without a doubt. Interesting. So we have, I've never heard of that one. Have you, Randy? No, no. I we don't. love when we get, when we get new book recommendations. Yes. It's really good. It's all about reflective listening and having the other individual really uh, explore behavior modification through their own means. And you're just helping to navigate the conversation and helping them to come to their own conclusion. Um, it, it, it's amazing. Excellent. All right. And last question, and then we'll invite you to share what's next. What is one online site or resource or even a person um, that you learn from regularly? So I have to say at the American Lung Association, we really strive to work collaboratively with our national partners and especially work closely with the staff from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. They provide the, the data, the latest research, really everything at the forefront um, of supporting uh, public health efforts across the nation. So I would say CDC. All right. Interesting to hear them connected to something other than COVID right now, right? Yes. <laughs> they, there's so many wonderful things uh, that, that the CDC supports uh, across the nation and tobacco prevention cessation awareness uh, is absolutely a priority. Thanks for being here today, Jen. Uh, really excellent conversation around a topic that is so relevant to the world that we're working in right now in K-12. Uh, so to, to wrap things up, is there anything that you're working on right now that you'd like to share with us and our listeners? Oh, absolutely. There's always good stuff uh, coming down the line. So uh, the American Lung Association, we are so excited to share that we're undergoing a digital build out of our NOT program, our Youth Voluntary Cessation Program, um, that will allow us to really offer NOT to students who may not otherwise be able to participate in the program. If, for example, they don't have the program or facilitator available at their school or in their community, um, or potentially, um, you know, have have uh, transportation issues getting in or virtual issues with broadband. Um, so this mobile responsive web-based mobile application for NOT will really guide students through their quit journey in a fun, interactive way. And our youth programs like In-Depth and NOT are just two of our youth-focused programs and part of the comprehensive suite of tobacco control programs that we offer. In addition to those programs, the American Lung Association offers freedom from smoking to also help adults on their quit journey. And we offer extensive support to healthcare providers through training and technical assistance. So I would just say what's coming down the pike is, uh, you know, transition to that digital world, which not only is going to support, um, you know, times of, of social distancing and uh, getting program support, 
but also be able to reach those uh, underserved populations that uh, were not able to be served previously. Thanks so much for sharing with us. Thank you so much for having me. Our pleasure. So thanks for joining us today to learn more about Jen's work and some of the resources she has shared. We'll have links in the show notes uh, to the American Lung Association, uh, the book that Jen referenced, and also Nancy Rigotti's uh, connection information. Each episode, we leave you with a question to think about with the idea of provoking reflection and conversation. This episode's question How can your school or district work to help learners understand the negative effects of vaping? If you've enjoyed this episode, would like to comment or check out the resources shared today, visit the show notes at tealtalkradio.org and look for season seven, episode 19. That's all for this episode. We'll be back next week with another conversation featuring other innovative thought leaders. Thanks again, Jen. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.